Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Now lately, God impressed in my heart, and I think many of you heard Pastor Caesar spoke last Sunday already. I was out of town. God really impressed in my heart. He showed in the Bible that he wants to build a glorious church, which is the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I am responsible because I'm a senior pastor. I have no excuses to build a lukewarm church or a church that people just come to churches for social. He wants us to be the glorious bride of the Lord Jesus. And the bride means falling in love with the groom and be faithful, love the groom. I'm so glad that Pastor Da, my wife, loved me only. She did not have any other man in her life. And she still loved me today more than even before. Yesterday, when I look at her face, I love her too, and I say, why are you so beautiful? <laughs> because I love her. Everything about her is so beautiful. The nose, the hair, everything is so beautiful. I think because I love her. That's why she is really beautiful too. So the same thing when you love God, everything about God is beautiful. It's so good. So we need to be stirred up and to be encouraged all the time not to backslide into lukewarmness or being cold. We need to make a commitment to God. If this is a daily thing, weekly thing that you wake up, you say, Jesus, I loved you with all my heart. I will not love the world. Amen? Every day you wake up, I, you say, I will be hot for God. You need to make the decision every day because otherwise you're going to start to backslide and love the world. So we're going to read John 8, 31 together. Let's read together. John 8, 31. One, two, three. Then Jesus said to those Jews, I didn't hear your voice. Is it up there? Okay. Let's, I want to hear it loud, loud. Read it together. John 8, 31. One, two, three. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believe him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. One, two, three. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let us confess together. Follow my confession. Lord Jesus, I'm not a pew warmer. I'm not just a church goer. I am your disciple. I will read your word. Study your word. Listening to your word. And practice your word. I will do what you say. I will obey you. Because I am your true disciple. Thank you, Lord, for this privilege. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, 
you shall be saved. So it's good to confess together. Amen. I'm gonna make you confess all the time now on Sunday. <laughs> Praise God. Are you ready for the Word of God? Amen. Let's. Get into the Word of God together. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for reminding your people to seek, to be hungry for the Word of God. And we know, Lord, without your Word, we will be ignorant and we can be destroyed. We need to know the truth. And when we know the truth, practice the truth, we shall be free. We shall be set free indeed, Lord. Therefore, today, we want to get into your truth and we want to receive your truth into our heart and let your truth renew our mind. We open our heart to hear, to, to really receive what you want to say today, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's interesting. Jesus said in the Bible, one part of the Bible, Jesus said, take heed of what you hear. Another part of the Bible says, take heed how you hear. What it means is this. Two persons can sit in the same service. One person sit there, get nothing. Because they don't take heed. They don't listen carefully. They're just playing the whatever text message. Or their mind is somewhere else. But another person get everything what God wants to say today. Therefore, I encourage you. Take heed of what you hear and take heed how you hear today. Because if you really hear the revelation of God and you practice it, it will change your life and it will make a big difference. That's why there are two kinds of Christians in the world. The Christian who just come to church, get nothing. And Christian who come and, wow, the teaching is so good. Wow, it's so fun. Wow, I can learn so much. The same preacher. For example, if you have problem with me, you don't like me, believe me, you will not hear from me. I listened to John Bevere teaching one time. He was working as a youth pastor. You know John Bevere, the preacher. He was working for the, as a youth pastor for a very famous evangelist. And at one time, he got mad at his pastor, the evangelist. And he'd say that for many weeks, he could not hear anything from the preaching. Because his heart was wrong. Eventually, his wife needed to correct him. Honey, your heart is wrong. That's why you don't hear anything from the man of God. Even though the millions of people around the world can receive that teaching very well. How you hear, your heart is receptive or not. In Acts chapter 4, verses 32 to 33, Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostle gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon only a few of them. Is that right? was upon them all. This scripture describes the condition of the early church. The Bible says that signs and wonder miracle happened in the early church. And I want to see that in America. That it's going to become normal in America. People come to church, get healed, get set free, get delivered. The Holy Spirit is moving. It should be a normal thing in the church in this generation, in this century. Amen? The Bible was not written just for them, but for us. And the Bible says, great grace was upon 
all of them, not just only the new believer, not only the pastor or apostle or prophet and evangelist, or all the believers who believe God for many, many years, but great grace was upon them all. In that generation, the people really hungry for God. They were waiting for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the upper room for many days. And then the Spirit of God came down. They spoke in tongue. The fire of God touched them. And they drunk in the Holy Spirit. They are devoting themselves to the Word of God. They devote themselves to the fellowship. In Acts chapter 3, a lame man at the gate called Beautiful raised up from being polarized since birth. All of his life, he never walked on his feet. That day, the apostle spoke the word of healing to him. He got up, leap, run, and jump up and down and praise the Lord. So we can see here that the miracle happened. And then not everybody was happy when they saw the miracle. You know that if you're on fire for God, you walk by faith and you love the miracles and signs and wonder, not everybody going to be happy with you. The religious leader arrested them, put them in the jail and threatened them that they should not preach Jesus any longer. After they got released, they went back to their own home church. They prayed together and they did not pray with cry and feel pity on themselves. They pray with faith and they say, God, give us more boldness to preach Jesus and stretch out your mighty hand to perform even more miracles in the name of Jesus Christ. You can see that the early church Christians are on fire. Amen? They are not lukewarm. Acts chapter 4 verse 33 gave us the conclusion. Great grace was upon them all. You can have little grace, you can have more grace, and you can have a lot of grace. There are different measures of grace in people's life. And in this teaching, the whole series, we're going to talk about how we're going to get more grace. We have learned so many lessons. I think this is, I don't remember now what lesson here, but go get the teaching at the MP3 uh, table there. You can download in your hard drive and listen at home. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 12. The king's wrath is like the rolling of a lion. But his favor, the Bible translates the same word into one grace, another one is favor. Grace and favor is the same, are the same thing. The, his favor, the king's favor is like dew on the grass. Dew on the grass can be so light that it's very perceptible. Or the dew on the grass can be so heavy that it was dripping off the tree like a little rain. So you can have a lot of grace that drip out of your body to touch other people's life and bless other people. Or you can have little grace that is just for you to help you. All of the believers have the grace of God upon their life, either a lot or little. And many people don't even perceive that the grace of God is working. Now I look back in my life. When I was a new believer, I did not know that the grace of God worked in me. Now I look back, wow, the grace of God has worked in my life since day one I accepted Jesus Christ. And even before I was born again, the grace of God kind of was working in me, preparing me to be a pastor today. 
The grace of God was working, but we did not understand because we're so immature, and we do not understand how the grace of God works. God's grace is helping us in many situations in our life. Many things that we cannot do, we can do it with the grace of God. Many bad habits or addiction that we cannot be set free by our own strength with the grace of God, we just wipe it out, we just overcome and never have to struggle again. So the grace of God is there for, to help us in everything. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Everyone say, God's grace is my help. He will help you. He will help you to do your work, to run your business, to be a good father, to be a good mother, to be a good parent. God's grace is our help. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The grace of God is our strength. When you feel weak, you need the grace of God to be able to handle. Two Wednesdays ago, I operated on six patients, six SIX, six patients all day long, and I came home by 10 p.m. I was so tired. Right after I finished dinner, the hospital called me. A man, or not a man, a woman had bleeding in the brain. The patient's family wanted it to be fixed right away. Definitely she's dying. I need to go and fix it. And I went back to the hospital at midnight. I was staying there until 4 a.m. After all day long of work, Oh, I tell you, I drew the grace of God. I said, God, I need more grace. I'm not young anymore. I'm not a 30 years old doctor anymore. I need the grace of God to be able to stand here to operate on this lady to pull the skull out and suck the clot out of her brain to save her. But she was fine next morning. She woke up. She happy. She laughed. She was talking to her family. The grace of God gives you strength to be able to handle things. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which, by which, grace by which, we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. The grace of God gives us supernatural ability to be able to serve the Lord in an excellent way in an acceptable way in the eyes of God with reverence and godly fear. I could not preach like this without the grace of God. Amen? You cannot play guitar for God without His grace. If you want to serve God in an excellent way, you need more grace. With enough grace, you can do anything. With enough grace, you can receive any healing. With enough grace, you can receive any deliverance or any miracle in your life. With enough grace, Joseph was promoted and to be in charge of everywhere he was. He started from being a slave. Then during being a slave, he was promoted to be the boss. And then he was put in jail. In jail only in a few months, he was promoted to be the head in the jail. And then he was promoted to be the 
prime minister, the second in command of the whole nation of Egypt. Daniel has the grace of God. Daniel was protected in the lion den by the presence of the grace of God. King David, all of his life, he received loving kindness from God. He loved God so much. And he has the favor of God upon his life. The enemy could not touch him. He won all the battle. He was promoted to be the king of the nation of Israel. Today we're going to look at another key to this Sunday and next time when I preach. We're going to look at another key. I cannot finish my preaching today because it's a long teaching about three people's life in the Bible that show us the next key to receive the greatest grace in this life on this planet earth before we go to heaven. Amen? So we're going to look at one lady in the Bible today, how she received the grace, so much tremendous, unbelievable grace of God. We're going to look at her life, what kind of person she is. You know, when you want to receive more grace, it's not only God's side of the story, it's man's side as well. God wants to give everybody a lot of grace. But God is going to look at your heart. Look at your attitude. If you have the right heart and right attitude, your side. Everyone say, my side. side. Your heart and your attitude. You need to have the right heart and the right attitude to receive more grace from God. And the Bible says so. I'm going to read the scripture in a few minutes here. We're going to look at the woman named Esther together. Esther received so much grace from God when the king of that country wanted to choose a woman to become his queen or his wife. Many women came into the palace and have a competition. But by the grace of God, Esther was selected by the king to be the queen of that nation. She was picked up by him. And the enemies of the children of Israel planned to kill all the children of Israel in that generation. They make a very evil plan to do so. You need to understand that Esther came from obscurity, total obscurity. Esther did not even have parents. I mean, the parents might be passed away or something. But Mordecai, the uncle, adopted her to be his daughter, and raised her up in the way of God. She came from total obscurity, not rich, just a simple woman in that nation. Mordecai spoke to Esther. Hey, Esther, we're going to perish. We're going to be killed. You need to do something. You have access to the king. You need to do something in order to save us. And look at what the Bible says in Esther chapter 4, verses 10 to 11. Then Esther spoke to Hattach and gave him a command for Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called, he has but one law. In other words, this law is applied to anybody. The man, the woman, the rich, and the poor. One law. Put all to death, except 
the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter, that he may live. Yet I myself have not been called to go into the king these 30 days. Queen Esther had been there long enough to understand the law of the palace. And I believe that she has observed that a lot of people were not there anymore. Their head was cut off because they appear before the king without the permission. I believe that there is uh, some kind of joke in the palace saying, Sir, just drop by if you want to die. You just drop by in the king in the room or the throne room and you're going to die. If the king does not extend the golden scepter to you, you will be killed. If you are not called to be there, you don't have any permission to show up in the inner court or in the throne room. Esther knew this. Esther knew that the king had not called her. How she was going to talk to the king. Esther chapter 4 verses 12 to 14. Mordecai heard the message from Esther. So they told Mordecai Esther's words. And Mordecai told them to answer Esther. Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. You need to understand that Mordecai did not say, if you don't say anything to the king, we're all going to die. He did not say that. Listen carefully. This is what he said. Esther, if you do not get into the throne room and talk to the king for us, God going to use somebody else to save us. What it means is this. The plan of God's deliverance for the Jews did not depend only on Mordecai and Esther. Even though they were called to get involved in this salvation or deliverance, and they have a free will, if they deny to do something, God can pick up somebody else to do the job for them. That's what Mordecai tried to say. Did Mordecai speak the word in faith? Did Mordecai have faith that no matter what, God is going to save his people, the Jews? And if you don't do the job, God is going to send somebody else to do the job. Amen? Amen? That's how I live. I don't want to miss that opportunity. I want to be used by God. I don't want to walk away from the calling of God, of God and God will use somebody else to fulfill the job in this generation. Because I'm going to stand in that running the race until the end. And if you quit, God will use somebody else. And that's happened in this church for the past 20 plus years. When somebody quit playing piano for me, God sent somebody else to play. The church will go on. Amen? If you quit doing some ministry here, God is going to send somebody in because this is the will of God. God started this church, not me. 
I did not intend to start this church. I want to become a neurosurgeon here. I did not plan to be a pastor. So no matter what people do, God's will and God's plan will continue. So they still have to make a decision whether she wants to be a part of that plan of God to deliver the people of Israel or not. Thank God, God's grace was working in her life in such a profound way. You need to understand that she came from nothing, total obscurity. And then one day, she was chosen to be a queen. And I believe that if you were her, you may have thought that the story is end. Now I'm the queen. But actually, all these things, met Mordecai, she met Mordecai. Mordecai was a man of faith. She was selected to be the queen. All of these things happened to prepare her for something bigger. This is an application to all of us. If you look in your own life, all these many years of being an unbeliever, get saved, then come to the church. All the things, all the grace of God that, that happened to you, work in your life, preparation, all this preparation is for you to do something greater for Him if you're willing to. Now I look back, I cannot share about your life, I can share about my life. I look back, now I know that by the grace of God, I met Pastor Da on that street in my neighborhood. Because he know that this church needs this kind of pastor wife. Now I look back, I understand now why God gave me gold medal when I finished the medical school. Now I look back, I understand by the grace of God why Suddenly, University of Washington accepted me to be a resident here so that I can move to America and I can be a pastor of this church. Now I look back. I understand now why I passed the board exam at Olympia, even though I didn't study at all, at 83 percentile. It's a miracle. I didn't study to pass the national board examination to get the license in the... Don't tell anybody, though. When I look back, so many things why I was put under the missionary from America, Dan and Fan Cop, to study the Bible with the Baptist Church. Now I look back why I was put under a, organize, a church organization in Thailand that know how to plant churches and how to make disciples. Now I look back, I understand now why God sent me to Florida to get touched by the fire of God, to be in revival and understand the move of the Holy Spirit. When I look back, God was preparing me for something greater than what I thought. And now I see that God is using this church to touch many nations in revival, in making disciples, in building churches. I will not take those things for granted. I will not despise what God has prepared me. I want to be like Esther. I'm going to use everything that God has done in my life by the grace of God to do even greater things for Him. God now going to use Esther to save the whole nation by His grace. Amen? Many of you, now you don't wonder, oh boy, why I'm here in this church to be trained in this church. 
you know that God has prepared you for something. And that is just a little thing. He can prepare you for a bigger thing in the future. Esther chapter 4, 15 to 17. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, Go gather all the Jews who are present in Shem and fast for me. Now she rely on God. She's a humble woman. She rely on God. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My mates and I will fast likewise. And so, listen carefully. I will go to the king. Did she deny? Did she deny to be a part of the salvation or deliverance plan of God? She said, I will go to the king, which is against the law. If I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther commanded him. You are sitting here reading this scripture. And you might have thought that, wow, it's easy. You are the queen. You can get into the throne room anytime. You're beautiful. But if you are in her shoes, think about this. If you were in her shoes, and you might have thought, if I show up today, my head can be cut off. If the king was in a bad mood, or maybe he is looking for another woman already, ready to get rid of me, I will be dead. It's scary. But she said, if I perish, I perish. What does it mean? It means no plan B. It means I commit to get the job done for God. It means I humble myself. I trust in my God. Everyone say, no plan B. No plan B. Everyone say, commitment. commitment. Everyone say, obedience. obedience. Everyone say, humility. humility. Everyone say, trust. Esther chapter 5, verses 1 to 3. Look at what happened. The grace of God worked in her life. Now it happened on the third day that Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace across from the king's house. You need to understand that the Bible talks not only about the story of a person, but also is a type and shadow for us to practice today. The king here is a type of God. And Esther is a type of a Christian who depends on the grace of God, who really have faith, who obeys God. Okay? Now, this believer walking to seek the favor and the grace and kindness from the king. Why the king sat on his royal throne in the royal house, facing the entrance of the house. So it was when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court, that she found favor in his sight. When you found favor with God, you will find favor with man. And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. Then Esther went near and touched the top of the scepter that was in his hand. 
and touched the top of the scepter. And the king said to her, listen carefully, how the grace and the favor of God work in her life so much. What do you wish, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given to you up to half the kingdom. Is that the grace of God? She was not killed. And she going to receive anything she requests. Up to half of the kingdom. Wow, the grace of God. It's in her life. Why did Esther receive the grace of God like that? Because she said, if I perish, I perish. This woman is a woman of humility. She was willing to die for her nation. She is so royal. She is so faithful. She is obedient. She is committed. And she trusts God. She walk in and trust that the king, physically, she's trusted the king going to give her favor. And she humbled herself to walk in to request for something. Not only that, spiritually, she trusts her God that God going to help her no matter what. Because she was doing the will of God. God would not forsake her. God would not let her die. God would come in and help her, step in to help her. She, in other words, if we talk in another way, she totally put herself in the hand of God. She let God control the whole situation. She was a humble woman, and she was a woman who trusts the Lord. Everyone say, in his hand. Everyone say, humility. Everyone say, trust. She has no plan B. If I die, I die. I totally trust God's help. I humble myself to seek God's grace. James chapter 4, verse 6. Before I read that, do you notice that when Mordecai told Esther that, Esther, you should do something. You, get, you should get into the throne room and you have access to the king, to the throne room. You notice that Esther did not reply this way. Listen carefully. This is a key of receiving the grace of God. She did not say, oh, piece of cake. Look at me. I'm so beautiful. I'm so good looking. I'm so anointed. I believe because of my good looking, my beauty, and my anointing, I can walk in and the king's heart is going to be melt. Did she say that? No. She totally humbled herself. She really depend totally to God, on God, not on her beauty. She didn't even say one word, I'm beautiful. I'm the queen of this nation. Humble woman, receive the grace of God. Humble man, receive more grace from God. James chapter 4 verse 6. But he give more grace, therefore he say, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God wants to give more grace. 
but it's not only up to God. It's up to us. How are we going to receive more grace? Humble ourselves. First Peter chapter 5, verses 5 to 6. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourself to your elders. In other words, humble yourself. Submit to your spiritual leaders and elders or your parents or people who are older than you or people who are leaders in the church. Don't be so prideful now. I can do more than you. Submit. Be humble. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. Be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. A while ago, James said that. Now, Peter said the same way. Therefore, listen carefully, humble yourself under or in the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. How many people want God to exalt you, to raise you up, to promote you, to give you more blessing, give you more grace and favor? I want to myself. How we do that? Look at all these people's life. Joseph was in the dungeon, but because he was so humble. Do you know this one thing? Joseph never complained about Potiphar. He never complained about Potiphar's wife who really persecuted him. He never complained to the jailer. He kept his mouth shut. He was so humble. He just served and served and served and be faithful and loyal to his boss. He was a man who totally looked up to God and trust God. He was a man of humility. And God raised him up until he became a prime minister of Egypt. If you want to be exalted by God, you need to be humble. Amen? Don't complain. Don't say words that make people upset. You just keep your mouth shut and be loyal and be faithful and keep serving like Joseph. We must be humble in order to get the grace of God. Esther put herself totally in the hand of God. She trusts Him. She humbled herself before the Lord. She looked up to God. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. When you humble, you trust God, what do you do? When you face situation, God I'm not going to fight this. I'm not going to say anything much. I'm going to leave this to you. You're going to help me. I will depend on your grace and your favor. I'm not going to use my mouth to fight. I'm not going to use my fist to fight back. I will totally depend on you. I trust you, Lord. I humble myself before you. I cast all of my care upon you. That's what Esther did. Esther said, pray, fast and pray. Let's ask God together. I humble myself. I depend on God. I'm not going to use any human manipulation. I'm not going to use any gossiping or anything to make it worse. I'm going to totally depend on God. I'm going to pray and fast to God. First Peter chapter 5, verse 10. But may, now Peter conclude, but may the God of all grace Talking about humility, submit yourself in the hand of God, trust God, cast your care upon the Lord. Now he make a conclusion. The God of all grace who called us 
to His eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After you have suffered a while, you know, while you're waiting for God, you are depending on God, you humble yourself, you don't speak, you don't complain, you don't gossip. What happened? After you have suffered a while, He will do what? He will perfect you, establish you, strengthen you, and settle you. In other words, He will exalt you. He will give you more grace. He will give you more favor. You're going to win. You're going to be promoted by the Lord. In conclusion today, I will continue next time. Romans chapter 5 verse 2. Through whom also we have access by faith into His grace in which we have stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Let us do what Queen Esther did. She humbled herself. She fast and prayer instead of complaining, gossiping, and manipulation. She fast and prayer. She trusts God. She humbled herself and she put herself under the mighty hands of God. What happened? God exalted her. Whatever she requests, the king will give to her. How many people want to live that way? Everyone say, I put myself in the mighty hand of God. I want to be humble. Depend on God. Trust God. I will not manipulate. I will not complain. I will not gossip. I will keep my heart right. I will not be prideful. I will not boast about myself. But I will humble to be under the hand of God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you so much for teaching your church how to receive more grace from heaven. We thank you for the story of Esther. We learn so much from her and Mordecai. It's a type for us to learn how to receive the grace and the favor from the king. Oh Lord, if we become prideful, we forget and we begin to boast about our own success, our own ability. Lord, may the Holy Spirit correct us right away. And we promise you that we shall repent ASAP. Lord, we want to be humble people. We want to depend on you, trust you, obey you. We don't want to miss your plan, Lord. Even though we may have to risk our life, suffer, Many things, but we want to be in the midst of your plan. We want to be called by you. You came into this world for such a time as this. We thank you, Lord. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Before I pray for people, may I beg some of our members? I say beg, it means may I ask you, 
I believe that many of you are in this church not by accident, but because God called you to be under this ministry. And definitely, God called each ministry in a different way. Amen. God called this church one way. God called another church another way. But as God called you to be in this church, let us become like Esther together. Let us fulfill the purpose and the calling of this church together. I thank God for David, who helped me translate the 80 lesson into German language. People in German and in Switzerland need good teaching. I know you work so hard to help me translate the lesson. I thank God for the video team, the sound team, the worship team. I thank God for Connie, who has risen up to take care of the single mom in the church. I thank God for many of you who serve in different ministry to support your pastor, so that I can run the race with you and fulfill the things that God called us to do, to save, to deliver people out of the hand of the enemy. Hallelujah. I believe this is just the beginning. Yes, definitely, because I'm Thai by nationality. I have more influence in Thailand than anywhere else. But we're still young. 60 is still young. How many people agree with me? <laughs> we're still young. Therefore, I believe God has many more things for us to do as we run the race. God is going to open the door in many nations together for us. And we're going to bring revival, bring the move of God, the good teaching to touch the whole world. Amen. God use Esther. God is going to use us too, but we need to stay humble, stay royal, committed, and depend on God together. Join with me, please. Help me and Pastor Da to fulfill the mission of this church. Our mission is to build glorious churches, save souls, build glorious churches, train disciples, train people to serve the Lord. I'm so glad that all of our youth in this church, many youth who stand here right now, I used to hold them as a baby. And now they serve the Lord. We are the training church. We train people to serve. We allow people to get involved. We rarely say no to anybody to serve God. If you have um, something to do, you feel called to do something, come to talk to me and Pastor Da. We will let you join some ministry or have a new ministry in the church. We never stop you from serving God because we believe in making disciples. Amen? Can we do that together? Amen? We are the ministry of building churches. Because I believe that if we just go out to save souls without making disciples, they can get lost again. And they may not be truly saved anyway. So the best way is to complete the cycle. Get saved, bring them in, make disciples, train them up so that they can train the next generation. It's a whole cycle of training disciples and saving souls. Not just go out and save people and bye-bye. You go back and backslide and you die in hell. No. We want to train disciples. We want to make strong believers. Jesus never said, go and just preach the gospel only. He said, go and make disciples. Amen. We follow the instruction of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
help me ambassador we cannot do it by ourselves we need your help big time join hand together one day we will be able to reach out to indonesia to china to other countries in the world when god opened the door little by little god will open one door at a time because he know he has his own timing amen hallelujah everyone say thank the lord for this opportunity father you say like priests like the people whatever the anointing that i have in my life lord you shall flow that anointing into the servant of god in this house lord i have a happy family and prosperity let this happy family flow into the whole congregation prosperity flow into the whole congregation lord because you say when we live together in unity the oil will flow from the head of Aaron down into the body may you lord bless every member of this church the joy the wisdom the prosperity the anointing to get the job done for you lord we thank you lord in jesus mighty name amen if you don't know jesus christ or if you're not sure that you are born again christian i would like to encourage you to make a simple prayer but it's very important prayer simple but important because it will change your eternity god want to save you want you to go to heaven to live in eternity for with him at his throne room in heaven if you want to do that you want to be a born again christian just pray with me bow your head and close your eyes and pray father in heaven i give my life to you lord i want to be born again i want to be your disciple lord oh lord thank you for forgiving me thank you lord for sending your son jesus christ to die on the cross to pay for my sin to heal me to give me life and give it more abundantly lord thank you jesus the son of the living god my lord and my savior lord jesus come and make my life your home the well in me lord from today on help me lord to be a hot christian on fire for you lord love you with all my heart my soul my spirit lord and help me lord to love my brothers and sisters and love your church in jesus name amen congratulations thank you lord jesus hallelujah today if you want the lord to minister to you heal you or set you free or you feel that you are not as hot as you should be you say i want the fire of god to burn me to make me hot for god i am pastor da will be here to pray for you 
We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.